Welcome to the Homer and the Hater podcast. This is a, uh, a first for us. Big day. This is our first non-sports pod. Well, yeah. There's sports, kind of. I am, uh, I am as, as always, your host, the Hater. And joining me, as always, is Woody. How's it going, Wood? It's good. It's good. And uh, we were sitting down. We're going to break down Ocean's Eleven, the movie today, in part one of a three-part series. And uh, we were we were thinking about doing Ocean's Pods. Uh, and I, I sat down and I asked you, Woody, we got two. Do you think we need one more? And I think we need one more. Yeah. And we uh, we brought in we brought in Les. Les, how's it going? Good, good. Happy to be here. Yeah. Very uh, excited. Yeah, first three person pod too. We're breaking a lot of ground. This is this is yeah. This is definitely some ribbon cutting, groundbreaking stuff here. Wanted to do uh, we wanted to do something else aside from uh, just your typical sports. Uh, we do potpourri sometimes, um, <laughs> but we uh, wanted to break down one of my probably top favorite movies. Woody, it's up there for you. If we're so we're on favorite. So favorite, favorite instead of, favorite and best are two different categories. Favorite movie not featuring a robot or like Mark Wahlberg fighting a robot. So all Transformers movies <laughs> are off the table. Is what you're trying to tell me? Yeah. In that case, it's definitely top three. We uh we have a list of topics. We're gonna uh, go over uh, some some acting categories here for the the oceans. We're gonna talk uh, talk some of the quotes. Um. But yeah, Ocean's Eleven. You're it's a heist movie. Mm-hmm. Uh. I know that there's this one, uh, this one moment in there that kind of caught me off guard as we were rewatching this, and it's uh, a quote from Julia Roberts, and between her and Clooney, it's like uh, he goes, "Does he make you laugh?" And she goes, "He doesn't make me cry." And then I was thinking, but no one laughs in this entire movie. There, there, none of the characters are laughing at all in this film, but it is pretty funny. Yeah. Do they really not laugh? I can't think of one moment I was I was watching. I can't think of one moment where there's a laugh. The Rusty like has a hard smirk. Brad Pitt's character like late in the movie, but most of the humor is very dry. Are we keeping it to all the eleven plus Roberts plus uh, what's Andy Garcia? That's <laughs> yeah. the like that does because yes. Well, there uh, are, are there other characters that there's not re- a lot re- of there's one reoccurring character that does laugh. Topher Grace. Oh yeah, he laughs in the when they're walking into the casino or the nightclub thing, trying to explain. But I got to talk to is it Barry? So you talk to my manager Barry, and he's like, "Oh yeah," it's like, "Well, actually, they're both named Barry." Yeah, he goes, "You mean my business manager?" Yeah. And uh, and he's like, "Oh, actually, they're both named Barry." Yeah, it's yeah. like, what's his? How many managers does this guy have? He did ask him if he would bring his shirt back to Ted Nugent. And I think that does get a little chuckle out of Brad. That's the one I'm thinking of. That's okay. where it's like a, a smirk turning yeah. into almost like a laugh, but it's like a, a, such a dry moment. Yeah. Bernie Mac doesn't laugh at all? Definitely <laughs> not, no. Oh, man. That's 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 pretty nuts. Going back to the Tour for Grace thing, this is my first my first question. So they are uh, set to knock off three casinos, all owned by the same person, uh, and all the money is stored in the same vault, which I... Almost like can't possibly be true. It seems seems like an odd premise for like they're gonna house all the money for three casinos in one place. I think that like, but I think like what it was was he happened to own all three, showing how rich he is or wealthy he is. But we just so happened to be focusing on MGM Grand where the boxing match was being held, and so that had to kick it up to like 160 million. And they need they need a big crew to do it. 
And from what I can understand based on the movie is there are three main guys that are in on a lot of heists together. And it's Clooney, Pitt, and then the, the older guy. Because he Saul, seems, Saul. Saul seems to know them the best and have been on the most jobs with those two. It almost feels like Saul is like a hybrid uh, Danny Ocean, Rusty Ryan when like to their like Damon. So like if da- like how Damon is, like the young up and comer, Saul was in his prime and like Danny Ocean and Rusty Ryan. I don't know why I called Clooney and Pitt by their character names, but I just called Damon Damon. But <laughs> but but Damon Linus. Like, Linus, Linus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still probably gonna call him Damon throughout the yeah. whole pond. But yeah. Linus slash Matt Damon. I feel like that's kind of the role they played because they always have to like they have to pitch Saul to come back. Yeah. Yeah, and so okay, so Clooney is just fresh out of jail because he was arrested for stealing Incan matrimonial head masks. Ooh, nice. Nice. My question is, why didn't he cut Rusty in on that? Why was Rusty not a part of that heist? I think Rusty was a part of that heist. I think Clooney took the took he the went, fall for it. Okay. So he went down for the the masks. Well, you remember when they're playing the they're playing the poker game. And he shows up. And yep. he and he shows up and he goes is there any money in them? And I think one of Joshua Jackson says, "Is there any money in that?" And 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 Brad Pitt goes, "There is, but if you can't get caught or whatever, I just if, got if you can feeling. move them. Yeah, if you can move them, yeah." And I bet then that's kind of what I was thinking too. I feel like they're in on it, and Pitt realized, "Listen, we got to cut bait. This isn't going to work. I don't think we have the transportation." And Danny Ocean's like, "No, like this will work. Trust me." And this leads to most of the conflict between the two of them throughout the movie of. The last time we did this, you ended up in jail, and now your wife is with somebody else. So, like, maybe we should listen to me this time, and it's like that whole conflict there. He has the, uh, Clooney has the least convincing parole hearing of all time. He, like, <laughs> he's, like, sort of, like, indifferent and, like, blasé during the whole thing. You know, like, would you do it again? And he's like, well, I wouldn't get divorced again. Yeah. So, and it's like, he's like, so he's, like, sarcastic with her. It's, like, so weird. I don't know how he got, like, rubber stamped to leave after that. That's a, that's a great, like, under, like, underrated quote of... Well, my wife, wife she goes, well, my, my wife left me. It's like, I don't think she'd do it again just for kicks or something like that. It's like, ooh. Oh, which yeah. I, which He's I good think to go. also was a lie because it, we're led to believe that she left because he got busted and that they, like, have a back and forth. It's like, uh, I didn't know we were divorced or something. And she's like, didn't you get the papers? And it's mm-hmm. like, I, you know, I told you I would write or something, basically. It, was, it, was, it seemed clear that they were together right before he went in. So then he's just like lying in his parole hearing too. It's like very, I'm I'm so confused by that whole setup. The parole hearing is very like like Shawshank. Like remember when like yeah, they're, oh, they're, they're you know they're basically asking like yeah, yeah Morgan Freeman there. It's kind of got that same feel where it's just like uh, is that how all parole hearings hearings are? Maybe maybe that's something that like we don't know because I don't I, I don't know about you guys. I haven't <laughs> personally had a parole hearing and, or sat in on one. So maybe that's just how it is. It's like. They all the ones that are because Morgan Freeman and Shawshank is all like, no, I'm 100 percent, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm rehabilitated. Back in the club, <laughs> comes out, I don't give a shit. All right, cool, yeah, free to go. Uh, yeah. Collect your stuff at the front. Um. <laughs> this it's one of the scenes that I've probably seen like the least in movie. It's like I never see the opening scene of Ocean's Eleven. It's yeah, you always jump in. I feel like if it's on like TBS, yeah, you're jumping in ten minutes in. Yeah, like like poker game is usually where you show up, and typically when. Rusty Ryan comes back and Danny's just chilling. Yep. It's like, oh, all right, Ocean's Eleven's on, nice. My next two hours are set. Um, I think my next question is so then we were kind of moving ahead to Clooney's pitching his plan and convincing Pitt to join him. They they go to this like 
blueprint factory? And I'm really confused how Oceans has like access to this. Does he have like a blueprint friend? They know the guy. The, the security, security guard. guard. The security guard. I think it's so, Rusty knows him too. Okay, so yeah. so is this something that Clooney's been really like like I I'd love to see the movie before Oceans where he's like piecing together this plan like in a prison cell and he's like, "Okay, I really want to get back to the guy that's getting my wife. I'm going to need to find X like an easy into this I don't know, is that an architecture firm that they're at? Yeah, it has to be. Okay, it has it, to be. It almost makes it seem like he just totally did that on the fly. Like he wasn't really thinking about it. He was just kind of like, "This guy's screwing my wife." Like, let's yeah. just go. Let's just rob the bank, and we'll we'll figure it out as we go. <laughs> it it almost feels like too that there is from when he gets out of prison to he meets Rusty, probably like because he meets up with Bernie Mac in between that too. That that'll happen over like three four months. Like that wasn't. Like, he broke, like, parole was like, okay, you have two years of parole, not just, like, six months. And so, when he violates parole and they go for the, in Vegas, that was probably, like, a year and a half in. Yeah, shocker, he gets parole, (laughs) I think in New York, and then immediately goes to New Jersey and breaks his parole. On the the phone, the phone call on the phone booth is a great one where you can't really hear the other side. He's like, "Uh, of course I'm still in state. Would never think about leaving. Yeah. And like instantly gone. Like he's yeah. actually not even there. But and, and again, when he's on the phone with these guys, not super convincing. He's like sort of like smimey and yeah. like short with them. He's like, no, of course. Yeah. And just <laughs> kind of like a jerk to the parole guy. Uh, and then, okay, so now we're going to get into our favorite characters because this is when we start to like assemble the squad that yes. will be with us for the next three movies we're going to be talking about. Um so let's go we'll hold off on who we think like the best lead is in this movie and i want to hear your thoughts on the best supporting member of this cast i can go with mine for i'll, I'll give you time to think my because my favorite we're we sticking to 11 like it has to be of the 11 guys the Plus 11 two. we'll always include the 11 andy yep and any of the female sure members sure um my favorite is Frank Catton, Bernie Mac. Ooh. I think he's great. I love the scene. Rest in peace, where Bernie Mac. Damon pulls him in uh, for the to basically fire, get him fired for uh, lying to the gaming board. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's like the I think he calls him a cracker. Something yeah, Bernie he, Mac. Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, oh no, Bernie Mac calls him a cracker because uh, yeah, yeah, Damon makes the slip that like no one would ever make and calls Bernie Mac like colored. I think. Um. Goes, yeah, yeah, it's like you. We we at the we at the GNC or whatever uh, are, I don't know, the first to like promote. Yeah, yeah. colored. Yeah. Bernie Mac's doing this great hand acting where he's like <laughs> doing these small things to like just dismiss Matt Damon. That's great. The the scene you mentioned at the bar is great. Um, the mo- okay, I'm I'll, I'll give maybe we can talk about this for a second because I'm also relating to Bernie Mac's character. Why do they need to save like five grand on bands? And then the next scene is like them spending like a crazy amount on like Saul's suit. It's like why is yeah. that so important that they have to have him like intimidate this van guy? I, I wanted yeah. What, what do you think their operational budget was going into this heist? So like, all right, guys, here's the plan. Here, like, this is the part you don't see of after he goes to like the mini pitch at uh, what's his name's house? Um, Elliot Gould. Yeah, Elliot Gould's house. And he goes over the 15 minutes of that meeting you don't see is there like. Here's the budget breakdown. We think we can get three vans at around 16 grand apiece. They're listed at about 22. We think we can get them down. Because he doesn't get them for free. He like <laughs> he cuts, buys them. He yeah. cuts the price by like two grand a van. Or like 2,500, I think, a van is what he <laughs> knocks it down. 17, 16? 
each? Like, I, yeah, what's the point? I don't get it. Which the part that makes that moment great for me, for Bernie Mac, is like he's doing this entire scene where he's like physically threatening this guy, yeah. but he's talking strictly about like hand lotion that he's using and whether he's whether or not uh, he's like uh, capable of wearing aloe gloves. vera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It can, uh, it tends to get in the way of the uh, lovemaking or his like personal life, <laughs> and it's like, what's going on? And you know, you don't notice till like the very end that he's been like, or you kind of start to notice that he's like really like squeezing this guy's hand pretty hard. Yeah. But for the most part, it's just a, like a long discussion about like lotions. Yeah. Low key underrated part of that entire scene is the twins out in the parking lot just going just up and down on the, the back of the van. You see him in the distance and he's just jumping on the hell out of it. Oh. I think, yeah, I think like my my favorite ones would be the twins. Like Scott okay, Con and okay. if, if I kind of bundle them up because no, that, that's fair. That's I don't fair. think they do any scenes separate from each no. other. I think it's basically like the two of them at all times. Yeah. But just like starting off that first scene with those two racing the cars, <laughs> and, and he just he just is, is like I'm gonna drop you like fourth period well, French yeah, yeah. or whatever, and yeah. he and he just like smokes his yeah. uh, his remote control <laughs> car. It's so good. Laughs and then, in that scene. Oh uh, yeah. He, oh, he yeah. dies. Okay, Scott so that, Con dies laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After he crushes it, and then so no one made him laugh, but he made it. He sort he of made, made himself. himself. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And then when those two are in the van while they go to UCLA to try and steal that, and they're playing that game, it, and twenty-one it, questions or something. Yes, he gets on the second one. Evil can evil. I mean, and oh. then I I love the balloon boy scene. Oh. Like that one is it's great. He's, he's I, dr- the Casey Affleck's dressed like uh, the. Guy in the yellow hat from yes, George. George. Curious George. Yes, <laughs> I just those two. I I think they have very underrated scenes, and those some of those are just yeah. like in a supporting role. They're very good. Yes, those those two are good. I like when they start to pull them apart more, like later in the movie trilogy. Yeah. I like yeah. them a little bit better later on, but yeah, they're pretty great. Yeah, <laughs> jumping way ahead, and we'll probably cover this too on thirteen. Was the, I think that their best interaction? Like it shows like the whole like coming like full circle of. He he completes the earthquake in the drill, and Scott Con's like, "Hey, just wanted, good job on that. Like that, yeah, you, you did well. Like, yep, that's why they asked me to do it. <laughs> like, that's like the best part. Like, it's it, it, yeah, their their relationship that's me is great. Trying to throw you yeah. an olive branch yeah. and you just <laughs> slapping it away. I love uh, I love the throwaway moment when they're at the uh, party, or not the party, but like the pitch, the big pitch with everyone at uh, Elliot Gould's place, and they're just out having drinks, and uh, Scott Con is. Pitching Saul and like, oh, hey, yeah. have you ever been to Salt Lake City? And it's just like <laughs> you really a... did Provo. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like making small talk. Yeah. Um, I love that. The twins are good. Yeah. I think mine has to be. Wait, are you going to be doubling up? Or are you going off the board? I'm not, I'm off the board. Okay, the name has not been mentioned yet. Correct. Okay. And I don't know why. I don't know how we made it through 15 minutes. I, I'm, of I have Ocean's a prediction pod. for you. I have a prediction. I I, I think it's it's got to be the same one. Are you going Cheeto? Oh yeah, yeah Basher okay. all the way. Basher. Yeah, definitely gotta be Basher. He, I want to say, other than like, you know, like wide shots, all eleven are in the same picture scenes. He probably only has four or five individual Cheeto plus one or two other guy scenes. Best one is his own individual robbery. Best is the the British <laughs> accent that he tried, knew was bad. Everyone else knew was bad. Everyone thought because it's so funny how bad it is. You have to keep it. <laughs> and so, like, it, it's just an understanding across the board that this is not a good British accent. 
There, are, there are two moments in this movie that, like, watching it, like, closely, I had never really noticed before, but there are two moments that he has a moment with his accent. Yep. And then I think Chen has a moment where he's speaking in Chinese, and both times, both guys are, like, really frustrated that the other guys aren't understanding what they're saying, even though <laughs> one is speaking in a different language. And then Vasher's, like, when after the sewer, like, blows up on yeah. him. He, like, yeah. comes back and he's doing, like, the So cockney. unless we intend to do this job in Reno, we're in Barney. Yeah, that, the whole bit. And it's, like... And everyone's just, like, staring at him. Barney Rubble. Trouble. Yeah, he gets, like, he gets like pissed at him. <laughs> but the whole time, Rusty Ryan just totally... Like, I'll explain it later. Like, just totally gets... Same thing, like, Rusty Ryan also knows Chinese. Like, yeah. But, like, low-key. Like, and somehow, Chen understands English, but can't speak it. Yeah. It's it's one of those great, like... Kind of, like, what's, what's that World War II Valkyrie? No. What's the one with Tom Cruise where he plays the dude that tries to kill Hitler? Yeah, Valkyrie. Yeah, where it starts in German and then like transitions into English so like we can understand it. It's kind of like that great thing of like, no, I think they might be talking Chinese here. But if they are, this is a really stupid filler 20-second scene. So we're just going to have Brad Pitt talking English. Yeah, Chen a lot of times doesn't even speak. He'll be doing like hand signs as he speaks it's like it's not even clear if he's speaking full sentences in Chinese when they're first giving like the full like here's how we're gonna break in at the at the house yeah yeah he's he's always like doing that yeah what if we like go under and it's like no we we can't do that yeah Yeah. (laughs) forgot about the going under part yeah yeah the cutting off yeah is your favorite scene the uh what's your favorite scene with Cheeto (sighs) favorite scene with Cheeto has to be the the robbery after when Pitt's coming over to like as like the fake uh, investigator guy and like freeing him up, and it's like he kind of just the whole like interaction of that still happens today. I'm sure so many times. Just somebody looks the part, comes in, tells you to go find a guy, like go find Reynolds or yeah. something. Yeah, <laughs> go find Johnson. Who? Just find him, will you? <laughs> it's like oh, <laughs> it's like how, how fast can you fix something up with the stuff I just gave you? Done. Uh, done. <laughs> and then they're just like running out of like this walk away from the they, scene of a crime. They start laughing. Yeah, they yeah. start laughing. <laughs> Under Cheeto. Yeah. Cheeto starts laughing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> didn't she see that shit coming or something? <laughs> so, oh man, it's that 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 yeah that scene alone carries it, as well as kind of he. I mean, he has like one scene in each movie that stands out to me where it's like just kind of like a Bogdan Bogdanovich performance where it just jacks up thirty points in the game three. And helps the fucking Pacers come back <laughs> seventeen down, where it's like, ah, oh, god damn it! I think him coming in just like completely drenched or like that soaked and <laughs> yeah, throwing yeah. his shirt on the ground. That was probably the most memorable for me. <laughs> I like that. Oh man, yeah, this, he's yeah, he, I, easily best supporting for me. I gotta say, um, if if a pinch was an option, like the bomb they use, they should have just done that from the beginning. That seems like <laughs> a great plan. He's yeah. like, well, the, we, there's this one other possibility where we could have this thing that would work like whenever we needed to. Okay, and also the pinch, which seems like it's very dangerous, seemed pretty easy to get. Like, oh, they just basically like they walked into like UCLA yeah. with a full van yeah. and just were like, hey, we're good. Let's you know, let's get out of here. I love the crack security guards on that, where it's like they uh, Linus busts out the window yeah. and they yeah. realize he's missing. And then they just like follow him onto this like <laughs> they don't, they're not like he's going out the window let's go down yeah. here and like get him they're like all right we'll wander out here on this like unsafe ledge 
The pinch seemed yeah, just that that pinch scene seemed way too uh, way too easy. I love I love uh, Cheadle too when he's activating the pinch and he like yeah covers it. So like, yeah, that's also like a great like non-speaking scene. He's about to click it and then it's like Randers puts his hand in front of his crotch and kind of like he's pretty sure nothing's gonna happen, yeah. but he's yeah. like, what can hurt if I? <laughs> I might as well throw my hand in front of this, even though that's not how radiation works. But uh, they because I think the original idea, I never watched the original Ocean's Eleven. With like Sinatra, yeah. but I just wikied the plot of it like last night, just to as to hopefully be able to reference it. I think that like their original plan was a was the like a like a throwback, like like honoring the first of one, where like we're gonna set a bunch of bombs and it's gonna kill the power, and then all like we're gonna di- divert the generator power to the vault. We're gonna get in the vault, take all the money, and then. That's how. So that's the original movie. The original movie is they kill the power, they get in the vault, steal it. Uh, the Sammy Davis Jr., who is the Frank Catton of the group, Jerry sure. Mack pretty much plays that. Yeah, which is weird. The one black guy yeah. plays the <laughs> exactly. one black guy, <laughs> but uh, he like got a job with sanitation, and they just threw all the money into garbage cans. They're like into the like, dumpster, and then he picked it up the next day. That was oh. like how they did the first movie. So I think that was like like. But in the first movie, they don't complete the heist. They get caught. So, like, they never end up with the money. Because then they... Tr- yeah, which is weird. So, I think that was, like, them, like, saying, like, that movie kind of sucked and ended weird. We should probably make it better. And it was, then they included the pinch. That's that was the, the Sammy Davis and... The Sammy the, Davis, the Frank Sinatra, Sinatra one, that, they, got, they didn't end up... <clears throat> nope. Huh? So, they get the money. The Their, like, main engineer has a heart attack in the strip. <laughs> dies. And then the investigator halfway through the movie comes in and, like, kind of like, oh, well... I think there's something connected here. And then at that guy's funeral, they're going to hide all the money in his coffin and then take the coffin and like make off with it. That was like how they like changed their plan at the end. They end up cremating the guy and all the money. Huh. Yeah. That's dark. Yeah. Wiki- yeah, right? Wikipedia. They, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so that's our supporting characters. Um, I'm trying Just to think of what good transition here oh. is uh yeah well I was gonna jump right to the the hooker posters which is a, a little bit confusing but uh <laughs> do we do we think Chen is that talented he like jumps between the bamboo and that's enough to convince Clooney that like yep okay he's that is man. Th- th- that's super talented okay so that, like, that is I what are we thinking would Maybe. you pay to go to a show where the main, like, the finale is a guy jumps from one bamboo to another bamboo. In 2001, when <laughs> Wi-Fi is not, like, a thing and smartphones aren't a thing? Yeah. Probably. They now, were no. probably on mushrooms while they were at that, to watch that, too, right? Like, I don't Blend, think you actually... Blended in, what is that, knocked up? Or... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think you actually <laughs> yeah. go to, like, Circus Soleil sober. I just, I no. think you're probably, you know, doing something, That's so... Kind of, yeah, I, I don't... Those, like... I went to Blue Man Group for my, in, uh, for my internship. Like, I'd take a bunch of kids to... I thought it was be lame as hell. You took... Children to well, uh, high school kids. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be the dumbest thing, and I was like, "I'm gonna go. It's part of my internship. Whatever. I get free tickets to this." It was the coolest two hours of like the whole trip. So like, I could also see this thing being like, we don't really get it because we're seeing a clip that's not about bamboo jumping. Okay, so you think there's like, we are seeing like a brief. We're not seeing like the end of the show. There's clapping, but that's like the end of Chen's scene or what? Is his yeah. name Chen? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then there goes on to be like some really cool like circus stuff. But to your point, 
he was like, I don't know, it doesn't look all that hard. And then he does like two jumps off the off the bamboo, and he goes, okay, we got our grease. Yeah, grease. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, like he answers it right away in that scene. So I don't know if it was, you know, later on. Yeah. I think it was right there. He really liked the bamboo. Danny loved the bamboo. <laughs> He's like, all right, I'm sold. Because <laughs> we, we looked this up even like four or three years ago during the... the oh, yeah, what each thing was? was named after. Yeah. Because Grease Man is hinting at something... Because when they're at the bar... There's that like, Ella Fitzgerald. <clears throat> yep. And they're all cons, right? Yes. Or type of, types of cons. Types then. of criminals. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't... I mean, we should probably look that up smarter. Yeah. Maybe we'll look at that for 12. But... <laughs> but yeah, no. I, I. So I don't know what he was alluding to. Because what is he... He just needs to be a small dude, right? That's all he played. Good he needs jumper. to make that one jump. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I guess... I, I mean, I guess he did everything... I, my thing is like this. This place they're at is like sold out. It's like why is everyone going to see this? Like he's like the, he's built as like the amazing Chen, and it seems like his his big move is like a backflip. I don't know. I guess maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe it is. To your point, two thousand one. Yeah, maybe it, this is really impressive. It's not me. It's like uh, now I'm not doing it. But <laughs> no way. I don't even know. I go see Blue Man Group now. Like it. But back then it was probably just what you do. Everything That's shuts fair. down at like ten thirty all out there. That's really fair. Um, Okay, my question, my, the last question I think about the crew for me is the Mormon brothers, are they drivers? What's their, what is their addition to the group? Are they just, do, you, do you remember what they're like, you know, they weren't the Ella, Ella Fitzgerald. Yeah, what were, aren't they the two, they're the two. Yeah. We need two sphinxes? Was that Boskies? Bo- Jim, Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Boski. Two of the and whatever, I, and the biggest. I ah, think no. they've sort of introduced as like drivers, and if they are, it's like why do they need? They, like they already know the plan. Why do they think they need so many drivers? I I don't think they were drivers. I think what was there? Because Casey's driving the car at the end, the like robot. Yes, they're they're introduced. One is driving a monster truck, and the other is driving like a toy car. So Wait, that so kind of like, like wheelmen. But like they yeah. also are like the guys that are like. The rodeo clowns and distractions. They're just like muscles. They're just maybe you just need two extra bodies that are willing to like do I think random odds and ends, and yeah. that's what they're there for. Yeah, and they're willing to do it. I mean, yeah, I, which is weird that it's two Mormons that are willing to do that. <laughs> I, I feel like that goes heavily against the religion. In which case, just give up on the Mormon thing. Oh, yeah, it's cool too. Do whatever you want to do. I'm not telling you to know what, what to believe in, but <clears throat> I feel like that's really against like their belief system. To like rob casinos and trick people and deceive people, but maybe not. Maybe that plays into it. Why it's even yeah. more funny. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> it. Just seems a little odd, but so they are the two Jethros. Okay, which is apparently a reference to the Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah, this makes more sense. So they need two like rednecks. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, so they just need two like rodeo clowns to go out there and like yeah, exactly. <laughs> Balloon boy, <laughs> just, just to be our idiots yeah. out there and just like yeah. <laughs> Can't have, like, Brad Pitt, like, this gorgeous-looking yeah. guy, you know what I mean, like, going to do these things. Like, and we need a couple of yeah. guys that look like normal dudes. A couple rougher guys yeah. that have ties to the end. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Two I think, I think well, we can talk about maybe our favorite quotes here, but I, hinting ahead to a pod, I think my favorite quote comes from 13, and it's Casey Affleck when he's, he says, they they say they need, or no, well, Scott Conn repeating it, but mm-hmm. he goes, they say they need their roses and their bread, too, when he's like... <laughs> Casey is like working the picket lines. <laughs> that's why. That's why those characters. For me, those characters get a lot better. I. I just love those guys. Like Casey in thirteen. Do you think? 
do, why wasn't Scott Kahn's character played by Ben Affleck? He's in he's in the circle with these guys with Matt Damon, Casey. That there's a part for two brothers. One is played by Casey. Do you think he was offered it and turned it down? No way. No way he was offered that small of a role. Because like what what was what was Ocean was Ocean's two thousand one? Yes. So he would have been. I mean, so two thousand. Was... So that's Armageddon. He comes yeah. off Armageddon. Um, well, let's just start like the big one. So ninety seven is Good Will Hunting. Yep. Goes into Armageddon. Goes into oh, Jersey Girl. Geely. Geely yeah. was after. I think that's 03. Okay. So like, cause that was J Lo. That's Bobby. Not Bobby Morning. Who's the? It's the guy from uh, The Hangover. Yeah, Galifianakis. Right? Yeah, <laughs> no, you know. the uh, the no, I no. Who um, plays the, the and the guy from National Treasure? The guy that plays the guy that gets taken in Hangover oh. all the time. <laughs> I was out. Yeah, I was thinking more to like the SNL skit they do with Fred Armisen, where they're like filming the the scene in like the mental hospital or whatever. I don't know what the setting was, but and Armisen keeps screwing the bit up, and Affleck <laughs> keeps like slightly breaking character. Do you think Casey and Ben look anything alike? I think a little bit. Not. I mean, see, I don't think they no. look anything alike. I think, <laughs> I think when when Ben isn't like. Uh, like pudgy, Batman. oh yeah, he, but he's gonna be, be pudgy back tattoo guy the rest of his life now. He he, hold, so. I feel like he holds a lot of like salt. Like he has, he has a lot of like water weight when he's like not toned. <laughs> Whereas Casey does not hold like he's a very thin guy. Yeah, I just feel like it would be like hard to convince people that you know, they, that they're brothers in a movie. I, I think people go, no, those two are not brothers. They look nothing alike. Yeah. They or no, they do not play brothers in Good Will Hunting. They're friends. They're not brothers, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. If if anything, at best, they're half brothers. So yeah. yeah so Ben had Goodwill Hunting in ninety seven. Yep. Armageddon in ninety eight. Yep. Shakespeare in Love ninety eight. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm skipping a few that are like two hundred cigarettes. I've never heard of that movie in my life. Ben <laughs> Affleck's more of like a weird drama next, kid than next, people think. Next podcast, two hundred cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> we have Dogma, Boiler Room. Ooh, Boiler Room. Reindeer Games. Yeah, that was big. And then uh, two thousand one is Pearl Harbor. Ah, so I, I, there's got to be a conflict in there somewhere, then. Yeah. Do you want the main lead in Pearl Harbor? Or do you want to play your doofus brother's <laughs> brother? Tough decision, but... Where uh... <laughs> we can't pay you. <laughs> That's... I don't know. I've always thought that was... Because it's like... This is like the who's who of like leading men. Yeah. And this is a guy that's like clearly friends with all these guys. And he's not in any of these movies. Is he friends with all... Well, Damon. Just Damon. I, I think he has a pretty decent relationship with his brother. Yeah. Okay, so two. And, I don't those, think and those guys apparently have a pretty good relationship with, like, Brad and Do they? George. George. Maybe. I don't know. I, I always just kind of, like, pictured it as, like, kind of like a Brad, George, Cheadle group. Like, if they're hanging out on set, right? We're painting this picture. <clears throat> and there's, like, four tables. <clears throat> also, it was like Cheeto, Pitt, Clooney at one with like Soderbergh and cool executive producer that's just been on a lot of cool stuff. Like that's one table. Then you have uh, the two brothers, probably like weirdly Elliot Gould's at that table, okay. like just hanging out with them. <clears throat> Chen with translator. That's another table. And then it's just kind of like this weird mix of the rest of them. And Damon's like, like he is in the movie, like. So I'm sitting next to super old Saul. I think they uh-huh. hate Saul and Saul sits at his own table. 
Saul just doesn't sit at Edway Stadium. Yeah. Saul's just never there. He's, he sits with Chen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I strike a conversation with Chen. Small talk. So, uh, what are you up to these days, translator? I'm like, oh, we have to do one of these translator things now. <laughs> Should we get into most replaceable? Ooh, I like this. Now that we're, we sort of, I think we've touched on every one of the, I'll say like supporting. Yes. Um, who's your most replaceable character in this Oceans? Oceans 11, most replaceable. And again, we're now including Julia Ooh. and Andy. Correct. So it's really 11 plus two. Oh, man, I, not in any order. I just think going backwards, guys that I couldn't replace would be like Bernie, George, Brad, Damon, Cheadle, probably the twins. Those twins like play or not, the, the brothers play really yeah. well together. Yeah, you can't replace your yeah. So now we're talking two old guys. Um, is it who's the is it mine? Who's the the technology the tech guy? guy? Radio Shack guy. He's like the, the guy from Monk, right? Uh, no, but he's like him. <laughs> is he a different guy? I think so. <laughs> yeah, he's not Monk. That's if that's what you're asking. And who's the last guy moving out? Chen. Uh... Yeah, you covered both old guys, right? Oh yeah, there's yeah there's yeah, a guy so, who, yeah both old guys yeah, yeah. The, the guy who owns the... so it's, so I got I had seven so it's both old guys Chen and I keep pointing this out why can't I do this uh and then yeah the tech guy ah, man who do you bump probably Julia Roberts I was gonna say yeah that's that's my pick too yeah Julia if, Roberts is replaceable. if we if we want to keep it to eleven because I think Julia Roberts is also easily replaceable. And I, for that conversation. But if you want to say, out of the 11, who do you bump out? And I think those bottom four guys just don't have that big of a role. So like, if you want to make it really tough on yourself, I would say Damon. Is You could you could have found somebody else. Yeah. It Damon, would have been a different spin. Damon, but, in the first one, I think is. The last two, I think Damon becomes he, a bigger he, part. Because he, gets, he like, becomes a much bigger actor. I think yeah. this was one of those, like, hey, do you want to be in one of those ensemble-type movies where... You're not the number one or two or three option. You might be the fourth, but you're probably probably looking at you like five, six. Like you're really in the middle here. And if this goes well, this is only going to help you. Like you were in that movie. This is probably pre, we think this is a trilogy. This is probably more, hey, you were in Ocean's Eleven with Pitt, with Clooney, with Elliot Gould, with all, like we go down this list and then that like did all these other things and we don't think of you just as uh, uh, Will Hunting anymore. Yeah. Because then he went and did the Bourne series right after this. I think you could have replaced him, though. I think you yeah. could have just let him go go do Jason Bourne. I think you still get that. But let's throw in... He play, He's so good at... Play. He is... Because he was in... He does Bourne really well. But he also did, like, the movie The Informant. Where he plays, a little later, though. He, but his the character of, like... Uh, can come up big in moments, but is, like, a little in over his head. He does that really well. And not a lot of like leading men can do that really well. Yeah. And his character, a lot is like asked of him in this, where he has to be like, towards the end, kind of one of the leaders, but like, through the most part of the movie, he's like the guy everyone shits on. <laughs> oh yeah, he's just he's just like the what's it called the understudy of Danny Ocean the whole movie, and then it's like, oh, he got sick for this Friday night's performance. You're up. And really like, until the scene where he has to go in there and, and the Bernie and Mac scene, fire yeah, Bernie Mac. Yeah. That he he was he, he was absolutely replaceable before that. He trailed, yeah, and he's not doing a lot of heavy lifting in this movie. No, I think he spends a lot of time looking in the camera, 
remember as they're watching everything take place with the tech guy from the yeah. hotel room i think Matt, well, i think he, Matt Damon he just is trails there. julia roberts the whole movie too that's yeah. his job too for brett because pitt sends him on that i think i, love, I love that <laughs> when speaking of the tech guy he, who's a like a wreck and i just look it up he's not monk um <laughs> he's like a wreck he can't even like manage a hallway he's so he's like riddled with anxiety um and then as soon as like Damon's put in the Clooney role and he's like hit in his ear, he just like shits on Damon the entire time. He's like, don't, you know, don't screw up, yeah. idiot, basically. Yeah. And it's like all of a sudden Damon's, Damon's always like the lowest on the totem yeah. pole, no matter who's talking to him. And that's what he realized. Like even this guy that is, can't formulate sentences, has like a shake and just is our tech nerd guy. Is still significantly higher. Not only am I on the bottom of the totem pole, there's a bunch of free space before we get to the next guy, even. Yeah. And it's, um, I think what a like, crazy idea though. What if you replace Damon with his Rounders co-star, Ed Norton? I think Ed Norton in this movie is really good. I I think it, like, it's a different spin. He's kind of a little bit kind of like a slimy or rattier like actor. But what if you tone that down and I like, put up more of a has Rounders, to play Rounders was quite a few years before. Oh, I think just one. I think Not Rounders one? was 2000. Okay. Um, it just kind of comes in, and I have to do that under... But, like, kind of like... What was the the other robbery movie? Was it uh, Italian Job? Where it's, like, same kind of thing. Norton's kind of, like, a little bit more rattier in that, too. But that first scene in that, where they're all kind of part of that ensemble thing again, that could have been, too, because I think Damon definitely plays the... I'm not trying to offend anybody here. I'm just here to learn. Like I'm trading on my dad's name, picking pocketbooks on the L in Chicago right now. And if you have Norton there, I think Norton jumps all over Clooney and you have yeah. this weirder, in a better way, power struggle of like, he might be better at being Danny Ocean than Danny Ocean. And you get that. With Damon, you're always like, even until like the end of 13, like, no, Danny's significantly better at this than you are. But yeah. like, we need a backup for him because he's kind of a loose cannon sometimes. Who's your replacement? Mine would be Julia Roberts. Who are, and who are you? Uh, do you have a, a female uh, lead you'd throw in there? So she would have to be like when that movie came out, probably in her forties. I mean, Julia so, Roberts was probably thirty. No, she's probably what fifty-two now. The so ages of seventeen years ago, so probably like thirty-five when that came out. The ages escape me a little bit because I'm watching the whole thing and I'm wondering, like, are we supposed to believe that, like? Rusty and Danny are like the same age, and they like those two guys like are the same age. They're like, yeah, they're like three years apart from each other. And mm-hmm. yeah, the whole time I'm like, Clooney's like ten years older than yeah. Brad Pitt. Yeah, Clooney like went with the touch of gray for like, just did. for men, like yeah. at 27. Yeah, so it always kind of throws you off more there. Classy move. Oh, yeah. How about we? Uh, how about like we? Try to make sure that Bernie Mac isn't the only African American, <laughs> or I mean, I guess yeah, there's no, Don no, Cheadle, but we yeah. go Halle Berry in that. Ooh, role. that would have been. I've been, yeah, I like that. I like that. Okay, she okay. was pretty big then. No, she was huge then. Yeah, just just to be about to be a Bond girl and maybe the worst Bond movie ever made. But I mean, that, that's still like people didn't know that before that Bond movie came out. It was just more like the coolest thing was the car went invisible and that Halle Berry was in a bikini. <laughs> we should get rid of Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> that's like everyone's not leaving the theater. But beforehand, it's like Bond. Yes, this is awesome, Halle Berry. And it's like ah, Pierce, shit. Um. I would thought Sandra Bullock too. That would have been my other yeah. one. Yeah. Which now is weird because she's technically his sister in the same universe with Ocean's Eight. Gross. But we didn't know that at the time. In uh, 2001, yeah. I might have won Sandra Bullock too. Yeah. But Halle Berry is a good one. I didn't think of that. I think I would take out Elliot Gould. 
I think there's a lot yeah. of guys that can play that character. I would. Old bear, I actually, rich I actually guy. like Carl Reiner, like the Saul character. He's like he's perfect for me in that role. And then they like, I think he sort of like is naturally aged out of a lot of. <coughs> he he has very limited roles in the later movies. Um, but I think I'd take him. I think you could replace him with a lot of guys. But like, I think like John Goodman would be awesome as. Ooh. Just like a bigger than life, like crazy, like former casino yeah. tycoon who now John is just that set on revenge. <laughs> yeah. I, does does the fact that you've watched Friends a lot like make it so Elliot Gold is even even worse for you in that role? Yeah, I just like his choices are very like they're not bad. I actually like I love when he uh, is talking to David at his house and he's like. Oh, you're, where are you from? Chicago's like, oh, I hear it's nice this time of year. He's like, Bobby Caldwell's killed. <laughs> yeah. get, get in the goddamn house. <laughs> uh, the I thought mostly because um, Michael Clayton is like up there right now in terms of favorite movies of mine that I've recently watched over. Like Sidney Pollock yeah. in the Elliot Gould role. Yeah, that'd be Because cool. like we see in 2007 in Clayton how good Clooney and Pollock work together. But that whole like... I don't know how he does it, but he just sounds like it's that weird mix of condescending, but I'm not offended. But like you're clearly Sidney Pollock's clearly the smartest guy in the room. Yeah. And we just believe him and trust him and everything. Like that whole like, but he's calm about but everything. Like, when'd you get so goddamn sensitive yeah. like, in Michael Clayton? Yeah. 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 Um I think if I had to replace anybody, I'd go uh <laughs> I'd go uh blueprint security guard guy who knows they're in the Flashlight. building. Yeah, just shines a flashlight right in their eyes. And it's like, what are you doing, man? Like, what a weird choice to... How about guy that finds the, the the you know, what's his name? The tech, oh, yeah. guys, the tech guy's thing and runs after him and says, ask how the reception is yeah, on yeah. that. That guy's replaceable. That guy sucks. That guy, he, he, can, he can go take a backseat, too. He's just, he's just a big TV fan. Yeah. <laughs> How's the reception on this thing? Crystal clear. <laughs> he, <laughs> what? <laughs> he is different than the number two to Andy Garcia, right? Those two guys look yes. a lot alike. That guy is just general. Like, he might be high up on the, like, security slash, like, tech front, but he's not the number two casino guy. Do you think he thought that he was going to, like, when they said there's an Ocean's 12, do you think he was like, yeah. I'm getting the callback. Oh, yeah. And meanwhile, the callback goes to, like, the two goons. Yeah. And oh, yeah. who's not Basher? Who's the guy that like beats him up? Like pretend Bugsy or something? I have a lot of questions about this. Okay, so like <laughs> they walk in and the whole time they're like this guy's like making like loud noises and stuff. So that whole scene, I I really struggle with. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, it is the, he has a funny part where he hits him too quick, too early. He's like, That's, "We yeah. said to wait till after." Like, oh, I'm sorry, dude. Like, but at, yeah, the how can off. those guys not hear that? That that that's what I struggle with is how come the whole time. Apparently, they can hear crystal clear every yeah. oh, oh, and then when he gets it one time and he goes. I told you to wait till after. How are they yeah. not like, what, what's going on in there? He's basically like, what are you doing? This is when we're supposed to be robbing the casino. How's your daughter doing? And stuff yeah. like that. They're basically having that, yeah. yeah they're catching wife. up. Good. She's pregnant again. <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot of funny elements to that, but yeah, like the, the entire like setup is like so preposterous. It's like, what's going, it just makes no sense. Yeah. Who's for this movie? Who is your favorite lead? There's really only two options. It's, it's like Danny Ocean and Russell Ryan, right? Yeah, they, and they it, it's like a back and forth the entire movie. Ah oh, man, we're going if we're going favorite versus best, right? Favorite is Rusty Ryan, but I Ooh, think Danny Ocean's yeah. the best. 
in in this movie. I'd agree with you. Favorites, Rusty. I'm shocked right. to hear that because yeah, I know you're a big Rusty guy. Yeah, I I I think the best if we're going best scene is Danny, but Rusty's some of his stuff he says, where it's like, just Damon's interaction. Are you suicidal? Only in the morning. Like just like little like he always has something ready. I noticed he uh, doesn't really start eating until they start the heist. Like he's sipping whiskey at the weird bar that I'd love to just like spend like five minutes. Underrated in. quote too I there. I think yeah. he is eating something before like Topher Grace yeah. and Josh Jackson show up. Is he eating like not chips? I think he's in eating front, chips waiting for Topher like to get to him. Yeah. Is he? I think so. Yeah. And then they walk and he throws them away or something. Yeah. Like, like does one of these things with his hands. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. He has a, he has another moment. Who's Steve? Who's your favorite for this? I'm a very big Rusty fan. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, Rusty yeah. is just terrific it, in it. I maybe maybe George is the best, but I just Rusty is. I, I man, I don't think you can replace him. He his character is why this movie. Like you replace him with like the average Hollywood like A lister, B lister, whatever, and it's still a really good movie. And twelve and thirteen very likely could still get made. But it's not like a favorite movie of mine. Yeah. Like, it's one of those things where, like, Mark Wahlberg, for example, in Italian Job, good movie. I'll watch it, but like, I'm not choosing to watch it five times a year, like yeah. I do with Ocean's Eleven. I think the cool thing about Rusty, too, is like, everybody knows how cool Brad Pitt is. Yes. Like, Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> people are kind of like, hey, he's kind of a, he's kind of a yeah. tool. You know, he, yeah. he had that one song. Yeah, was, he's just kind of a tool. <laughs> yeah. Like, Brad Pitt, it doesn't matter what kind of movies you like. If, you know, like, Fight Club is just at legendary, yeah. and that put him on this, like, trajectory of where he is just oh, every, like, every guy is, like, Brad Pitt's just a cool guy. Yeah. Mark Mark Wahlberg's more the, like, shocked everything that's happening to him is happening to him <laughs> yes. guy. Like, how can, how can I be in this situation again? <laughs> uh, no, I, I agree with the coolness thing with, with the Brad Pitt part, too. Because I feel like he also did this thing where from maybe, let's call it... Yeah, probably Fight Club, which I think was 97, through probably even Ocean's 12, where he's like, for seven years, I'm going to play second fiddle to a true, like, if we had a Hall of Fame of acting, Hall of Famer, and like, first ballot guy, and I'm just going to be, or I'm going to be a support guy in an ensemble where it almost feels more like a cameo, and you're happy for me to be there, because what's the, what's the one, is it, is it Snatch? Where he plays the guy you can't understand. Yeah. Where it's the same kind of thing where it's like, it feels more like a Brad Pitt cameo than a Brad Pitt in a movie. And it's because he's just that cool. Where it's like, man, we got Brad Pitt. And he's playing a character you can't even fucking understand. We, like, got, we got Snatch wrong in a trivia question one time. Really? We did. Yeah. It's very disappointing. Ah, Blanked a little bit. He kind, of, he kind of played second fiddle a little bit too in Troy. Like, even oh, though yeah. he was like, you know. That's exactly. He, he just was a better star than Eric Bana. Yeah. Like, that movie was about Eric Bana. It was. And Orlando Bloom at the end. But yeah. yeah. He, he just kind of disappears for a long time. Like, he, he's just like, <laughs> yeah. the idea, the conceit of that movie is like, everything's going on and he's just like off on the side. Like, <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, let's go check in on him again. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's one of those things where What's it's. up to now? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's still with that girl? Weird. <laughs> I don't know, because he, he then tried from, like, end of the... Tw- I don't know what do you call the 2000s. What's aughts. It? The aughts? <laughs> yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. The, the two aughts or just aughts? Aughts. That's dumb. <laughs> the aughts. Um, at the end of it, he tried to do a bun- Benjamin Button, the Tree of Life movie, um, blanking on Oof, one. That Tree of Life was a... World War Z? World War Z? I don't know, that was probably... But, like, I mean, you, yeah, yeah, you guys still throw it in there. Even Moneyball to an extent, where it's like... 
He would then go to try to carry a movie. Moneyball does so well because it's a book that was cool and Jonah Hill was in it. But, like, if you watch it and you're not into sports, it's probably not that great of a movie. I, you got to really kind of well, like they, generally like that sudden, stuff. He like shifts to like playing characters that are like really like subtle and nuanced, mm-hmm. whereas like Rusty is like this yeah. big character who wears like these insane suits, like the the Ted Nugent. Ted suit. Nugent. He uh, he has that mo- so he's always eating during the movies. Yep. When he goes to pick uh, Clooney up at the prison after they've gotten away with the heist, Clooney's gone back in for a parole violation. He goes to pick him up. He has picked up Tess, Julie Roberts. He has her in the back of the car. He's eating, like, a really, like, wet... It looks like a hamburger on, like, a pretzel bun. He's, like, halfway through it. When Clooney walks on it, it's like, why would he choose... Where did he get that? Did he get Tess something? She's just sitting, like, nicely in the back seat, and he's just, like, mashing, like, a, a... Like, a... Hardy's Junior level. <laughs> Having some stomach issues or some heartburn. Yeah, 20, 20 minutes in, just like, oh, this is catching up with me. <laughs> it's such a heavy meal. Yeah, yes. he's like tr- struggling to digest it. Whole meat sweat's going. He like, he picks up Tess and he's like, Tess, I gotta stop at Hardy's. I don't know about you, but I am like so hungry right I'm now. famished. I, I ate three hours ago. Like, Dude, I need a Carl's Jr. I gotta get this right now. And then, and then Danny comes out and he takes the sandwich, this big juicy burger, <laughs> Takes both hands and like balls it up to throw it away. It's like that's like the <laughs> grossest thing I've ever seen. It's like who would do that? Do you think like on set too one day? Like he was just hanging out, like eating nachos, just be like, oh yeah, no, I like scene starts in an hour and like, dude, where you been? Like we we're ready to go. Like what you, we're filming the scene outside of like the poker. Like uh. Just bring it. Bring like, it. Take it. <laughs> and then, like, Soderbergh's like, that's hilarious. I love it. We're going to have you eating in every single scene in this movie. Like, just, oh, man, it's it's so weird. Yeah. Like, I, uh, he also makes the choice as they're leaving the casino to, like, in the SWAT uniforms, he, like, flips his thing up because he has yeah. to wipe sweat. And it's like, you can't just sweat until they get in the car. It's like, yeah. they probably have you on, like, some camera somewhere. It's just, he makes a lot of very interesting choices. Oh, man. Little did we know in Ocean's Twelve, the reason that they ended up getting caught was because he flipped up his thing. Yeah, like, that's, what like, it, yeah. that's what it should be. <laughs> he was like, "Wow, we didn't, we had no idea until live." Uh, yeah, or it's like <laughs> he's calling him from he's calling him from inside the casino yep. unnecessary. Like he there's no at your hotel. <laughs> there's no part of the plan that yeah. then he like Tess finds him in like a ten seconds. Yeah. Oh man, T- like, it ties into eleven. It's more like eleven point five, which is but it also will maybe we'll cover it in twelve for sure too. The whole, like, idea that there's just this, like, community of cons and that they talk to each other and, like, brag and, like, talk about heists they've done is just, like, also, like, a subculture fascination where it's, like, God, how would you not just, like, do that? Or it's, like, just the meeting room of – because that's how they do get caught is um, Captain Zeta-Jones' dad is, like, the number yep. one con in the world or whatever. The Nighthawk? Yeah. The Mark. No. The Mark. The Mark. Nighthawk Oh, is, yeah, yeah. The and then he's Night with – Night, Night Fox. Night Fox is with him. And he's like, other dude, also on this random boat in Italy or whatever, is bragging about Daniel. Like, that's crazy. Like, yep. that to me is like, well, like that. you have so many things you could break off of. How funny would it be if random guy was just like Sandra Bullock? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, they cut away in like Ocean's 8 or Ocean's 9 about it. And it's like, oh yeah, and then it's hanging out with Lamarck because we do that. It's bragging about Danny around a casino. I'm like, oh. Woody, do you have a favorite quote from this movie? <sighs> Man. So many. So quotable. Uh, so quotable. So quotable. This is semi-pro. 
and yeah. Moneyball, but there's like only four from Moneyball I go to. But never, I've, I've never once heard anybody say Moneyball is super quotable. <laughs> there's like, the first time I've ever heard that. <laughs> it's it's like, so quotable. It's like all from that scene where... It's either they, in the scouting thinking, like, Are you thinking like play ball was considered like quotable? It's like, yeah. Strike one. <laughs> yeah. Man, I hear that all the time ever since Moneyball. Sight Moneyball. Um, no, I was thinking I, I, from Moneyball perspectives, it's always from the scouting room at the beginning. Um, and then also the <laughs> when he what is the when he's pitching, uh, what's his nuts? Scott Hatterberg, who now is in the... Chris, Chris, uh, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. And he's like, yeah, the whole like... Scott, we want you to play first base. That whole scene is yeah. I, those two I, all the time. But this movie, we'll get back to, <laughs> um, is between either end of the movie, I think they're tied for me. End of the movie where they're driving off, and Julia Roberts and Clooney are in the back seat, and Julia's like, "We need to get Rusty a girl." And Rusty, like, <laughs> real quick, there's a women's prison down the road. Like that to me was great. On top of two. Uh, Danny's whole like spiel in the elevator in the marketing or the blueprint room of his whole like why this why now and he goes into the the because the house always wins yeah. like that that line did I rush it yeah no no it no, was it's good it's good <laughs> that, I think I think that's the best quote of the movie my my like to your point with the the scene in the back of the car I also I do love when they're watching Chen and he goes which one is he and Bradford goes. He's a little Chinese guy. <laughs> <laughs> Clooney is just like, is like yeah. blown away. He's like, what's good? what is going on? What am I seeing? I think an underrated one that I like still will use every now and then is like, I dated his wife for a while. Like, yeah, that, I was that's yeah, yeah. a great one where he's like, no, oh, he yeah. passed away last about, year. Uh, you send uh, flowers? Yeah, Jones? <laughs> Dead. <laughs> Dead. Did you send flowers? I dated his wife for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and then like you guys said, like, Right away to start off, do you think we needed another one? Yeah, that's, oh, no, that's great, guys, because he's just Brad Pitt is just passed out on the bar, basically. Like, not, I don't think he'd even been drinking, he's just yeah. like watching the Lennox Lewis yes. promo, he, which is a good, like, uh, what is it? What is it? Allude? No, alluding? No, what's the foreshad- foreshadowing that's what I was looking for? Good foreshadow to like the whole thing with the Lennox Lewis, yeah, that's, that's like a miss. There's so many little miss things in the whole thing, but just doesn't need to talk, it's just tired. And, like, Danny knows the answer and still, like, wants to ask. Such an encapsulation of two guys that, like, with that scene, they tell us, they're not only instructing us on, like, like you said, the fight foreshadow, the crew assembly, but just, like, the fact that, okay, these guys have been together now for, like, several weeks that we haven't seen. They've been probably staying in, like, adjoining hotel rooms, flying all over the place, and they're just, like, a little over, like, working with each other, even though they're, like, best friends. Yeah. That uh yeah, that seems great. They they and then they have a bunch of back and forths like the where they're <laughs> Clooney's like explaining to Damon his role and he's like, You gotta uh you gotta walk before you crawl and Brad Pitt's just sending the yeah, stuff down the flip that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. The uh the vault thing, there's a lot of stuff that like you don't pick up on first watch, but also a lot of stuff that like is is like kinda like you forget all about it, but like the vault reveal that it's like a fake vault that they've been building, and that's yeah. the twist. And the Bellagio thing on the floor, it's like rewatching it, there's like no point to that at all. It's like, oh, who cares? Yeah. Like, like when they first start building the vault, and I think Matt Damon goes, like, for practice. Yeah. And like they, you know, it's a little, 
He's foreshadowing like, as well. Something yeah, like something that. like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's oh, there's so yeah, there's so many little things. First time watching through where it's just like no way you catch it, almost like Inception like. <laughs> and then yeah, you yeah after you've seen it for like seventy seven times, and you're like, ah, I don't know. Yeah. Giving it a close watch now, I have I have so many questions about the heist and like so there seem to be so many like elements that weren't needed these vans the <laughs> yeah there's oh man it, were the oh. vans for the pinch they didn't know about and, the pinch. and they no, didn't know exactly. about the pinch it was it was really convenient that you had them because what they, were they for and the vans at the end wasn't the same as the van that had the fbi you know like that was just a swat van. or a swat van <laughs> that was yeah. completely different when did they buy the swat van? yeah yes exactly there's what? no way they turn one of those white vans into a SWAT <laughs> what, van. What were the vans for? Like, I think just the dri- the oh. driveway at the end. Well, yeah, the 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 flyers. Yep. And I suppose like there would like logistically there would be like a time where you'd need like a large van for that Tall crew. Stuff. I think they could have saved sixteen fifteen five on uh, on, on not on. I think they only needed two, two? vans. And they and they arguably could have just went back and like just bought a second one. Like, let's buy one. And if we need a second one, we have it in the budget. All right. We, we allocated like at least 17 apiece for these things. If we get them at 16, five, <laughs> we're good. I, 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 you're right, though. The, the pinch van. was not, uh, that had not been yeah, decided yet. The, I have a lot of questions about the vans. Um, yeah. Everyone, every one of the, like, the fact that they do choose to stay at the casino, like, have everyone there. See, like the Clooney intentionally gets caught at one yeah. point, mm-hmm. but like Rusty's walking. Like, if we see in like later movies how good uh, Andy Garcia is at like putting all this together and like finding all these people, it's like couldn't he have Googled like known associates to Clooney and like seen Rusty everywhere in the casino in the days leading up? That's where I think Rusty is so good at what he does is he stays so off the radar. He does turn away, like, the moment where it's, like, the test reveal. Damon also goes, like, when he's following Tessera, he goes, this is the best part of my day. Yeah. And it's Julia Roberts in, like, a very... It's like she's in, like, a Hillary Clinton, like, pantsuit walking down the is, stairs. And it's is like, it pantsuit or is it red dress? It's like, it's, a, it's like a collared top. And it's, like, she's it's a very conservative look. And it's, like, I, just, I don't get someone being, like, this is this part right here where she comes down the stairs is, like amazing that's part of my replaceable like i don't i don't i don't see julia roberts and go like that's part of my day right there we came off what her because we're we're when was pretty woman 90 oh that's got to be 95 yeah yeah like so yeah exactly we're like years after that at that point it was america's sweethearts and the mexican right that was like runaway bride that was 90 that's gotta be what 96 97 too i think like th- is this the last? Is this like the? Is this the official ending of like Julia Roberts is like Amer- is America's Sweetheart? Wait, that and America's Sweethearts. Probably. The end of when the- was Aaron Brockovich? Two thousand two, okay. I want to say. So I would bet you know like that that little area. Like this was was this like the movie that kicked off my like farewell tour? Yeah. Of like Brockovich, this and maybe one other. That's that's because then she comes back. Like you could argue Ocean's Twelve. Was maybe the last relevant movie that she played a decently big role in. Her her role. Is what has she done in lately in the last fifteen years? I think she oh. just did a movie with Owen Wilson that was pretty bad. So yeah, I mean, like, I, 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 <laughs> oh my gosh, she played this role. Soft spot in, uh, for a lot of people, but like <laughs> she played this role in Mother's Day. It's like yeah. one of those ensemble. Oh movies. yeah, her, her yeah. role is like 
clinically insane. She's wearing like this wig that's like way out there. It's, Wait, are we talking about? Oh, it's on a Valentine's Day. She's also in Valentine's Day, which is a very similar movie. Yeah. She plays like a mogul, like a QVC mogul, or no? Something. She plays the soldier coming back to see her son. Correct. And Bradley Cooper gives her yeah, his and she thinks he's hitting on him, and yeah. Bradley Cooper is going back to see the quarterback. Yeah, I'm talking about Mother's Day. I did not see. Was Mother's she the Day. only one that was in both of those day movies? There's been a few days oh. movies though. Yeah, there's New Year's Day with, oh. with Taylor Swift. Is that New Year's Day or is that Valentine's Day? That's Valentine's Day again. Really? New Year's Day is with, I want to say, like, Shia LaBeouf playing oh, a hunchback dude. This has happened before. <laughs> <laughs> and Taylor Lautner playing, like... They have a hunchback in that movie? Yeah, it's super weird. <laughs> Shia, we're going to need you to play a hunchback, okay? They got it. I was trying to look for one of these roles anyways. I'm trying to still get away from even Stevens. It's insane. Um, I was Also, with Julia Roberts and the, like, logistics thing, I don't get... so. Andy Garcia doesn't kiss her because like everyone's watching in the casino, and then they like are they like go to the fight together. They have dinner like every night. It seems like together. It's like I, I don't get the rules of that relationship. Most at people all. can put two and two together and go, I think they're dating. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's also too like when she goes to like watch Andy Garcia in the hallway, like pretty much say like, would you give up Tess or whatever. She just goes to a random room. Like that room is nothing special. Maybe like a generic suite room, like with more space. But you'd assume, like, she'd go back to, like... Yeah, Rusty did tell her, like, go upstairs. But, like, it's not clear, like, why she's there. No. Andy told her. Because he, like, is realizing his casino's getting robbed, right? And then... He told her, like, we you should go... And then Rusty... She finds Rusty immediately. Yep. And oh, then okay. Rusty's, like... Is that off like, the phone thing? He goes, he's like, hey, how's everything's fine. Go upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I don't know what, like, how she finds the room. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, why is that her room? Why can't she, like, be in, like, the... Like loft that's connected that Andy Garcia also says like that. That to me was a little weird too. Yeah. Also, it's kind of interesting. Like the so the two that are the most in the loop are Clooney and Pitt on this whole. The I would argue those are the only two that know everything. There are like several circles to like how much you need to know. I yeah. think Elliot Gould is like the next ring. Yes. Also, Livingston Dell knows a lot about what's going on because he he has to he has yeah. to execute a lot of the yeah. parts with Tess, which is like interesting that. It's just fascinating that, like, they do have this whole additional plot to, like... Yeah. And on top of the $160 million, I think that's, for me, why Clooney's the best in this, because he does get the love interest. Yeah. But, spoiler alert, one of the reasons that this isn't my favorite Oceans movie... Ooh. Not, not, it's not mine either, so... Ooh. We got some juicy, juicy yeah. coming up. Uh, any other parting, uh, parting thoughts? I'll throw it to you first, Steve. I don't have any. No, I think we covered it. I think we. I, I, I would say it. Is, I would say it is my favorite. Is it okay? It is my favorite of. The it's three. the most likable. That's for sure. Like it's the yeah. most like easily the most like you can rewatch it the easiest. The first watch is the best. Yes, and you well. For I don't. Me. I don't for know me. about that. I actually, with all like the plot holes that you were talking about, out of all the three movies, I think it's the most complete plot <laughs> of all of them. I have a lot of questions about the second or Ocean's Twelve. So uh, well, yeah, I think we're gonna spend a lot of time on the nose. In thirteen, oh the nose, the, the nose, nose plays. The nose plays. <laughs> There's a lot of like aphrodisiacs that come in, accelerators, and yeah, it's it gets weird. I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll just say this now. Spoiler alert: Thirteen's not my favorite. Version <laughs> <of the movie. laughs> yeah, right. It's, not, it's not exactly Godfather three, but <laughs> it's not it's not the best. Is it? What What could you, if you had to do Ocean's thirteen? 
or Transformers 4, and you had to watch it once a week the rest of your life, which oh. one are you going with? Ocean's 13. Okay. I can't stand these, can't stand these make up robot movies that you love. It's just, it, well, I think it was the third one, the last one with Shia LaBeouf was just 50 minutes of just pure action in Chicago with robots destroying the city. And it's just like, this is what we came to. This and is that, how we decided to end this. And that girl who's never acted before. Yeah, she's just Rose like very, Watney or whatever. Yeah, she's just very good looking. They're just like, hey, you can play this role. You yeah. just stream every now and then. And- <laughs> Listen, we're just going to really just explode and like, just make stuff <laughs> blow up for like 50 minutes of the movie. And then we have like an hour and 10 minutes of filler. Yeah. That's about it. But Woody, do you have any parting thoughts not about Transformers? <laughs> oh, man. There's so many about Transformers. Get but- off of Transformers. Ah, <laughs> uh, But, uh... We've talked about Transformers so many times <laughs> on our sports podcast. It, it comes up a lot. Um, like I said, yeah, definitely most likable, easiest to watch. I don't think first watch is the best. I think somewhere in the two to four range is the best when you read the full oh, no, no, circle no, no. Of everything. Of all the movies. Oh, gotcha. Watching them all for the first time, I think this is the of the. If I just walk out of the theater, I think Ocean's Eleven yes. is the best yep. first watch. Correct. Correct. Um. Yes. Also, like I said, there's four. Not my favorite. I think we agree. I think we're gonna have a. a I think we agree on favorite uh, favorite oceans. But well, uh, eight might steal it. I no, think it's, uh, not gonna, it's not gonna do that. I think we're gonna have another guest uh, for twelve. We'll 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 put something interesting together. Maybe, maybe we go to a four person pod. Oh, that'd be interesting with microphones instead of a phone. Oh yeah, we uh, we do have better equipment. Uh, just never use. Yeah, we we own the equipment. <laughs> we have it. It's in our box. It yet. Yeah, for those yeah. listening. This is much better than the, what was it? Were we going like... We were in interview headphones? mode? Yeah, 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 it was like interview mode where there's two technically microphones on the phone, but you only get one ear. So if you just have one ear earbud in, you're, it's like pure an Homer insane pure person yeah. having a conversation with themselves. You might, if you turn it up loud enough, where it's like yelling for the one person, you might get like a faint pickup on another. Yeah. Well, Steve, thanks for joining us. Thanks that for has been, uh, yeah. That's been the Ocean's Eleven pod, and uh, we'll see you next time for Ocean's Twelve. Maybe. Maybe Ocean's 8.